is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Joe, my host, Nick and Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, part three of Keep Sell Loan is upon us. It is all about the attackers. We still have a good friend of the pod, Ollie Glanville, joining us. So uh, I guess we'll start with the fact that part one and two are out, right? Goalkeepers, defenders, wingbacks, part one, midfielders, part two. Uh, we'll do attackers in this one. So make sure to go back and listen to those. Uh, we'll run through the rules and the caveats and things like that. But again, friendly reminder, Dan, being Pride Month, we would like to be charitable and we would like to donate a portion of the proceeds that we make from the KSL series uh, to a, a non-profit organization. Yeah, and a way that you can kind of help do that is if you share this pod with another Chelsea supporter, like, you know, that's how ad revenue works. You know, people listen, we get some ad revenue in our pockets, and we're uh, sending some of that money over to the Trevor Project, which uh, runs the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ youth. And uh, whether you call, text, uh, chat, app group with them uh they're there to help people in times of need when maybe they don't think the world wants them uh to help reinforce that yes you absolutely should be there and so uh, help them continue to do great work you can donate yourself you can share this pod and kind of through that that will also help too and uh yeah they just do great work uh you're not alone you're loved as an individual and uh nick we just want to continue to spread a good positive uh message of acceptance here yeah there are a lot of laws popping up around the united states that are hateful uh towards uh, our friends in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so the Trevor Project is going to be even more necessary than ever uh, because of that. And so, uh, yeah, if you can donate individually, great. If you want to share this with 1,000 people to increase our donation, also great. All right. Appreciate that uh, important stuff that we're just able to do with our platform. I think most of you that have been around are, are used to us uh, trying to uh, leverage it into charitable uh, causes such as this. So some of the rules, just to recap, especially if this is your first time listening, uh, go back to one and two. Uh, but at the end of the series, each of us should have a squad capable of competing in the Premier League. That is kind of the gist of this. We can't just go and bin everyone off and, and say we're signing 10 new players. I tried it. I was overruled. So we're going <laughs> to give five essentially blank spaces that we can use for signings this summer to help us kind of round out the squad and mold it the way we want. Um, and again, just some caveat reminders. We're moving to five substitutes in the Premier League this upcoming season. Uh, preseason is starting quite soon in uh, a couple weeks, actually, or I'm sorry, just under a month. And then the Premier League season starts August 6th. They got bumped up because of the winter world cup that is going on late November. So kind of trying to keep all that in mind as we, as we break down all the different positions and specifically, uh, onto the attackers. So, um, from the beginning, Dan, we've, uh, technically released an attacker. So we should probably set that stage before we jump into our first one. Yeah. A lot of promise in young Charlie Masanda Jr. That never really came to fruition at Chelsea. And so, uh, you know, as a good friend of the pod at Chelsea Youth, Phil, uh, wishing all of the departed uh, Academy graduates uh, a, a fond farewell. Uh, we are doing the same thing here for him as we kind of transition to talk about 
the the players who are still left. And uh, you know, this one is going to have a a much nicer entry point versus the midfield one, which was the hey, let's drop Jorginho in first. Uh, Nick, we're going to go to Callum Hudson Odoi, and uh, we're going to start with uh, that as our kind of ease into this is conversation. It, is, is it, it going to be? <laughs> I, I mean, it might be I for us. So. But yeah, I mean the the numbers and the and the people are are a little torn on this. To to be honest, you know, fifty seven percent want him to stay. That's a lower number than I would have anticipated. Uh, twenty, roughly twenty six percent of people want him to be loaned, which is weird. And then seventeen percent want him to be sold. And you know, look, I mean, you you look at a player like Colin Hudson Adoy Ali. He uh, at points has looked like he was going to own that left wing spot at points has looked like he hasn't necessarily wanted to be at Chelsea and at points has been injured. And so it's been a real mixed bag. I don't think it's you know outrageous to say what I just said, but it's been a real mixed bag from him. It's never been, he's never had a consistent, you know, full season in the Chelsea team. And you know, part of that is, is kind of why I think people are torn on, him as a, a player, but uh, the fact that he has been at Chelsea for you know a long time and has been with the first team since he was 18, um, still see a lot of potential in him. Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've said it a lot, but rule one of this season is to come in fit. And to that yes. end, he, you know, he's, he's booked a personal trainer. He's going through what has been described as brutal training sessions in order to, to come back fighting fit. Um, we know that he's going to come in at the beginning of July with Ben Chilwell, which is potentially a really great relationship to foster early season. Um, so yeah, and, and obviously Ben's already a, a, just a great person to be around in terms of rehab and stuff like that. But yeah, it's all about it's all about consistency. It's all about availability, and that's kind of rule one for Callum this season. We know the player he can be. That's the reason why he came into the team so quickly. I would draw comparisons between him and someone we have been linked to, a certain Usman Dembele, who had a massive move to uh, Barcelona that was then massively blighted by injuries and has found a way, you know, over, over a couple of years to find like a diet or a new chef or like a way of finding consistent form and fewer injuries. And I think that's just the stage of his career now that Callum has to focus on. He's got to focus on off-field stuff in order for on-field stuff to work out. Um, so I put down keep, but keep fit. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of like rule one here for me. I mean, that's exactly where it needs to start. And like I said, it seems like the the decisions, you know, are are in a good spot. Um, you know, he's had his head turned a couple of times, especially in Germany. Uh, I think there's a little bit of question if, if Tuchel really likes him in his system. Um, I, I'm keep. We all were um, based on squad composition, the rules. I'll probably be keeping a lot of players. But I also think just kind of to set it at a high level for me, we have a lot of really good attackers and players. I, I thought the bigger issue was midfield with service and kind of creativity. And so I, I'm actually going to probably keep most of the players in the attack because I, I think that we have a lot of different solutions to a lot of different problems. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, Callum, almost like Jorginho last season, we didn't really see him, you know, injuries and, and things that came up. I mean, he played hundreds of minutes, I think, total. So it's just something that we need to uh, sort out with him a little bit. Yeah, he only, I think he only played like 1,100 minutes across 
all comps, which yeah. is uh, 1790, 27 appearances. Oh, I didn't have domestics in there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, three three goals, four assists. Um, season prior was double digits at 10, so a little bit of a, a year-over-year decline. But, uh, you know, nothing that you can't build off of with the right. Still 21. The are there. Still 21. Still has two years left on his contract. Um, so it's probably like a really good place for him to be as far as like have a good season, get your extension at the end. You much like Connor Gallagher, I don't think you should be surprised if offers come in for him this summer. Like if he's not slated to be a starter, I'm not saying they'd be crazy offers. I'm not even saying Bayern Munich would come back in for him or whatever, but like I think this is a player that people see not potentially fulfilling his potential and see a player that they could make into that player. And, you know, again, if, if a crazy ass 50, 70 million pound offer comes in, like don't be shocked about that because I think other teams see what he can do. He just hasn't really done it consistently at Chelsea and that's going to be the rub. All right. Uh, lightning rod, Christian Pulisic. Um, I mean, that that's just the way he was, Nick. It was a very up and down season on social media as far as on the pitch for him. Um, and it's been it's been really interesting, but we're pretty, pretty aligned here on on the pod staff. Uh, this shocked me. <laughs> I mean, this honestly, everyone, you know, I, I get all this this feedback or whatever um, every week that he's terrible and no one wants him. And then in our poll, 80 uh, percent of people want to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> and only 20% of people or yeah, roughly 20% want to sell him and only one person wants to loan him loan makes no sense for him. So we're going to take that and just move it into the sell category. But I, I honestly couldn't believe my eyes when I saw this, like I thought it would be much more of a 50, 50 split. Um, it tells me that people see that he's talented. Um, they're probably seeing what he's doing with the U S uh, over the summer period and saying, why can't we get that player? Um, I think there are other players I would sell within our forward group. And I'm intrigued to see if pre-World Cup Christian Pulisic does a kind of uh, return from whatever that summer period was all the way back in 2020. He is desperate to play in the World Cup. Like everyone knows that it's a terribly kept secret. Like he wants to lead the U.S. team into a World Cup and advance further than we've advanced in the past. So I, I'm i curious to see if he's going to be a monster or not. Frankly, Ali, I don't know about you. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a similar going way back to the first pod. It's a similar thing to me with with Aspie. It's about, you know, r- rumors are rumors off the pitch, right? But we're but it comes down to, you know, your dad is likely to know what you think, right? Um, and if if he wants to be here, I think he is the best fit out of many of these attackers that we have at the moment in Tuchel's system, Tuchel's current system, and he is immensely talented, and I would keep him. If he doesn't want to be here, then there are a large amount of clubs that would want someone like Christian Pulisic. So for me, it's it's down to whether he he still wants to be here mm-hmm. and Tuchel gives him a role satisfactory to, you know, the American captain, you know, the captain of the U S men's national team who will, you know, lead, lead the team at the world cup. So 
it's down to a couple of factors, whether he wants to be here and whether Tuchel will satisfy that. Because we know that Tuchel likes him. We know that Tuchel likes uh, Hudson-Odoi as well, but it's about where they fit in this team. And, to, you know, Pooley can't have another season of just being a bench option. He's not he's not there right now in his career. He needs to be a starter. So they need to nail down a spot for him. And if he doesn't want to be here, then that leads to other other things. And it goes back to the whole conversation we've been having and beating the drum on the five substitutes element of this is that every one of the attackers in Tuchel's system this season, if you can have a healthy defense, you don't need to play him as a left wing back or a right wing back or play him in a defense position like he is a forward player. He should play as a forward uh, similar to Callum, like get him the minutes, get him the opportunity, get him more creative players when you add in Connor to the mix, when you add in potentially, uh, you know, another midfielder as well, when you add back in. Chilwell and Reese James like this side is going to start to click in a much better way and then Christian and all other attackers should benefit and you know he is the only like I think versus some of the other ones he has just a different like more direct approach to his attacking play and I think you have to have a couple of different looks which is what we've seen is that like you have to have a few different ways to try to take down a team and that's why like the samesies of people who play like similar to Callum, like I would go get rid of the similar ones there. But I think you have to have kind of a, a Swiss army knife approach to your attack. And I think that's where Christian, particularly if we go to a more fluid front three, uh, really would flourish. Well, I mean, Brandon, like he's, he only started 21 games last year, 37 played 2,100 minutes, eight goals, four assists, decent return on the time spent, but missed a, few crucial chances i think a lot of fans were really upset with his performances late in the year i mean do you find it odd that this many people wanted to keep him yeah i think that our audience definitely leans into being american which changes it you know i think that fair a lot of people who aren't american probably have less time for him um so uh, yeah look on he can be good his runs have been consistent. It's a lot of in and out, start, sub, you know, and so he needs to figure it out. But again, he's direct. Uh, he has pace. Um, he just needs to clean up a little bit of the decision-making once it gets in the final third. Um, but part of that comes with consistency and knowing what your person next to you is going to be doing at the same time. So like I said, a lot of just the whole like premise of the attack needs to be figured out. Um, and, and I think a lot of that goes, goes into it. So, um, that's probably why we see more sentiment and loyalty here to Christian. It's probably just because majority of the people filled it out were American is, is my guess. Um, Hakim Ziyech. Uh, Ultimate surprise from the hosts here, by the way. Ultimate. I, yeah, for sure. Um, Dan, I'll let, I'll let you run through it, break it down. Look, uh, 74% of the people uh, agreed with, uh, you know, a a few of the hosts here and uh, guests. Um, 26% of the people also went with uh, Brandon Busby and said that you keep him. Uh, (laughs) But the majority of people who said uh, sell was the overwhelming majority. No loan, like, uh, which, good good on you. Thank you. Good on you, listener. Thank Um, you. Look, I, I think if, you know, to... 
if there's an offer out there, he seems the most likely to go find you know, and, and want a regular starting opportunity. And I think in this side, he is not he is not a Premier League starter for a 38 match campaign. Uh, he gives you an alternative look, which you know I, I will credit Christian to. But Christian, I think, has the possibility to be a Premier League starter, whereas Hakim Ziyech has shown us that he is not going to be a Premier League starter. And in that way, shape and form, Nick, I think it is an opportunity to say we're going to bring in one or two other attackers. Like this is one to move on if there's even a decent offer out there. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't fit the system. I mean, it's a shame for him because he came in under Lampard and did fit the system at, at right wing. Right. And was putting in dangerous crosses in that system and was finding people. And then the system changed. I mean, like. I don't think it's necessarily a him thing. I think it's an us thing. And that's just part of what happens when you change managers every year and a half on average over the last 10 years. I mean, it, it can happen. Your fortunes can go from I'm a guaranteed starter to not playing as much as you'd hope. He still had a decent return last year. I think he fought through some of that stuff. But I, yeah, I just don't see why you would keep him if you could replace him with someone who fits the system better, Ollie. And that's just where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just like, it's a bit like a, a kind of a man out of time. He was brought in, you know, I really like Hakeem as a, as a creator, the kind of, the kind of swag he has as a, as a player that kind of unshakable self-belief that he can kind of do whatever he wants on the pitch. That's great. Uh, the issue is he has a manager now who thinks he can only play in a four in midfield as a right, right midfielder. And he's on record saying that too cool. So <laughs> It's just it just seems the most obvious fit. He's clearly a sellable asset. You know, teams want him. He's put some important goals for us. You know, he's won the Champions mm-hmm. League with us. It's not a it's not a bust by any by any st- stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's just a, a clear area where if we do bring someone in, one of the forwards has to leave. And given that, even though he's a different look, he's just a bit more of a niche. And unless we do make that like massive switch to a four in midfield, which I can't really see, then yeah, I, I just don't think he fits. Um, but, you know, maybe you do, Brandon? Again, mine goes back to the squad composition, the rules. I am much more uh, motivated to, A, reinforce the defense with all the departures, and we still think there's a couple more that's going to happen, uh, and two, uh, the midfield. Again, you know, I've gotten... I think Brandon Busby's luxury player. Yeah, when I call him a luxury player, his left foot is an absolute weapon. I voted for him. Brandon Busby wants to live in the lap of luxury. Hakim Ziyech has to stay. (laughs) Look, I voted his goal against Spurs goal of the season. Technically, unmatched. But my point goes back to he's good in situations and, and things like that. I want to reinforce the defense in the midfield and then let these attackers kind of figure it out. He's something different. We have a lot of pacey direct wingers. He is something very different. Um, The other thing is he's 29 and he still has three years left on his contract. So uh, I think that's always something interesting to see. Uh, I think we can afford one more year of seeing if something happens with Ziyech and then make a change if needed. Again, I'm partially restricted by the rules that I did not agree upon in the beginning. And so it is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what it is uh, I tease a little bit um, so I understand why a lot of people want to move Ziyashan I just think that again there there were more important things that we needed to fix in the team 
So uh, we're going to go ahead and take our ad break. Quick pause. Uh, thank you, sponsored for Financial Sporting Show. We're coming back. We're going to uh, actually, as we record, birthday boy, Kai Havertz. So uh, thank you, the sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and and fat and now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables it's just hard to eat that many servings a day so uh, i started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient i'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable resistant immune system so what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things Again, I do it. It's easy. It's fast. It's quick. Uh, I throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work, drink it. It, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Champions League winner weird dinosaur impersonator thing kai havertz <laughs> mason putting out some more goofy photos of him oh, for his man. birthday what is happening there he's just a he's just a a really good footballer and a bit of a weirdo <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong weird with that. guy ace weird guy all right uh nick i'll let you break down the uh the germans um i guess record here another one that could have been a clean sweep but here we are with our listeners causing chaos. Yeah, look, I mean, 99.2% uh, want to keep him, and there is a 0.8% uh, that wants to sell him. Okay, interesting. Um, it's a clean sweep among the hosts. Uh, but, you know, I would say as, as my piece, right, um, I want to see more. I want to see a lot more, actually. I think he has the talent and ability to deliver more than 13 goals and five assists across, you know, just over 3,000 minutes, 33 matches started, 45 played. He disappears for large stretches of the season, and that's a worry for me. I mean, I want to keep him, but I want to see at 23, from 23 to 27, we should see a player grow exponentially in their ability. I mean, they, they enter peak physical condition. They should be uh, improving all the technical aspects of their game. He clearly has a lot of game that he can go and improve and become absolutely elite with. We need to see that, and we need to see him start consistently and, and score goals consistently. I mean, among all of these forward players, Dan, I look at a guy like Kai Havertz, and he should have had more, way more than 13 goals this year with the amount of chances that he had to put away. So consistent theme among the attackers is we need to finish our fucking chances because we're terrible at it. But 
for him in particular, if he's going to be the guy, right, and and we'll get to why that could be the case in a in a few minutes, then you got to see a lot more. Yeah, I mean, you saw him really spike in the beginning of March, and then the you know really just kind of the production fell off into the the back half of April, and it goes back to the beginning of the season when he um kind of struggled uh, both for club and and country and only found some footing kind of in that late october beginning of november but you know the very high peaks and valleys um we know that there's a little bit of a acclimation period typically from players from the bundesliga into uh, the premier league so you know i think it's fair that we could really call this past season his first full season obviously the the first year was truly derailed from a COVID perspective, lots of missed time um, from that year. So I kind of view this last year as his first full season at, you know, in the Premier League. And like this should be the step up year to me. He set a foundation for what we can expect from him. Uh, he's got some of the things we love about a, a Chelsea forward in the, the shithousery, uh, a little bit of the, the dark arts in his game, Ollie. And it's just about finding more consistent patches uh, versus striking hot, you know, two times a year. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking, you know, uh, over the new year uh, about how Kai was probably one of our most important players and in that little stretch of time post COVID um, culminating in, in that West Ham away game where, where he was absolutely running them ragged and then Zuma comes in and swipes it, swipes him out and he's out to, you know, a bunch of weeks um, twisting his ankle. So the pro- the problem for Kai at the moment is he's having some really, really hot patches, like you were saying, and then and then just kind of sinks into the background. It's about finding that consistency. Maybe it is like, you know, if if any of the listeners have, uh, you know, watched uh, the England-Germany game when he just kind of throws Harry Maguire on the, fo- on the floor, he has that, he has that frame, right? It's about using that more because when he does when he's at his peak he throws players off you know physically throws them off sometimes off the pitch um and that's just kind of the next step for him it's growing into that into that frame i'm not saying he needs to go on like the goretzka diet and become like superman but like (laughs) you're just the kind of next torres bulk yeah just the next step up you know um, because I think there's such a like massive amount of talent in Kai. He was the one I was massively excited about the summer we we got him and Timo. Um, and you know, there's a reason why Real, Bayern, literally every top club wanted to get him and were immensely frustrated that we have that we had that advantage uh, when we came in for him. And you know, it's just about finding that consistency. And I think it's also to do with attacking setup. We'll come on to a player who has, you know, changed that aspect. But it's clear that Tuchel maybe doesn't need a central nine. He wants that rotation. And it's down to Kai to nail down his role within that rotation. Again, he's played number nine. He's played number 10. He's played a little bit on the wing a little bit. You know, there's definitely been some place where we try to find him. But when you look at FB Rep's similar players, you've got Amarata, Tammy Abraham, and Jekko out and out forwards, right? But then you have Nkunku, Arnautovic, Diego Jota, Iago Aspas, much more like attacking fluid, wider players as well. And I think that just kind of goes to show like what he can do. I think 
with Chelsea, he's definitely been, I think, best used as that striker in the system. And it's more about like, hey, finding people around him. He's also been really good in a two. So Tuchel's going to have some things to play with him. But like, he's only in his second year of a five-year contract. He's 23. Like, there's this should have been a clean sweep on keep. Like, it's it's a little bit of shithousery from the, from the listeners. And we appreciate it to keep us on our toes. But Kai is central. Uh, to all things Chelsea, uh, as far as the future goes, which is the same for Mason Mount, who's up next. Um, Nick, your boy Money Mace, uh, Champions League, uh, Porto buddy, hundred percent clean sweep, no arguments. Like we all got it right. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, we've all done the required reading before this section. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, everyone's boy Mason Mount. Uh, keep uh, like extend. 10 year contract. Let's, let's go. And yeah, I mean, I think there was a cheeky nod in the midfield section from, from one Ollie Glanville as to, as to where he fits into a, a, you know, new Todd bully showtime blues setup. But this is a, a player that is critical to the future of Chelsea football club. I think he's the future captain of Chelsea football club. I just, I, he gets it. He understands the media he understands how to deal with fans he has time for people he is clearly a our best attacking player statistically by a mile 29 goal contributions last year in case you forgot and i would argue didn't have the most consistent year so what does that tell you it means that there's a a a real player in there with even more room to grow their contribution to the team and again he's just he is Chelsea. I, I don't have anything more to say on it. Ali? You know, it, it, we've it, with these sorts of players, you just have to nail down the fact that they are your future. It's such an easy win for the new ownership. You know, we spoke about in the in the defense pod, but with Reese, it's exactly the same. You know, they're, they're, every team in the world wants a player like this. And it's about making sure that they are loved and they know they're loved and they know their worth, right? Um, and I just think you just give him a big new deal. You show him a pathway to leadership. And, you know, as he said on the pitch, when he received his, uh, player of the year trophy, uh, Stamford bridge after the game, he's like, I love you all. I love playing here. And that's, you know, that's the message you just drive home. Give him the contract, man, put it on the table. Yeah. You, you have to reward him for the way he has been a consistent contributor in this side you know from an availability standpoint in terms of you know he's rolling ankles and still like no i'm I'm gonna find a way coach i'm gonna make it in the game uh tape me up and let me go um and look you know so sometimes you know players like that also have to be saved from themselves so that they don't do irreparable damage uh over the the course of history um but if you think about it you know, in the three seasons, right? Like eight goals, five assists, all comps, nine and eight the following year, 13 and six, this uh, 16 this past year, like has continued to push forward and accelerate. And even when the team around him hasn't always been able to find the back of the goal, he has found a way to be a positive contributor in more matches. You know, I think like his floor typically tends to be a seven, uh, and that's a really great place to be if your you know your base kind of performance is in that regard. So, you know, I know you want to jump in here, Nick, too, but like, 
how do you not get this guy on a on a better deal on some better wages fend off anybody asking questions and make the make the long-term commitment yeah i mean i get, the only note i want to make is like there is now because he has 16 assists in the last year now people are saying but do corners really count and you're like yes they fucking count do penalties what, what, do count you remember how do you do you remember how bad we were at corners like three four years ago? Williams. Yes, they count. Like, what is wrong with you? The fact that he is consistent set piece delivery is incredible for us, and it shows me that he's grown as a player in that regard too. So, like, anyone looking to pick him apart, you're just doing yourself a disservice, really. I would ask those people if they've ever watched Marcus Alonso on corners. Um, hmm. Oh my god! And, and whether they would like to again? Have we uh, <laughs> have we watched our last one? Because that that might actually be a really positive moment in my life. In yeah. in all seriousness, though, I, I would just say that Conor Gallagher opens up a brand new kind of escape hatch for Mason here in terms of we don't have to run him into the ground now. Like Connor is very well equipped to do a very high level impression of Mason, or even in tandem. And that is scary for people, but not us. Ollie, are you talking about a midfield three with Connor Gallagher and Mason Mount with Declan Rice behind them? We may have touched on it in a previous pod. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, it sounds like crazy talk. You didn't use the code name. So Mason. Fuck the code name. Fuck the code name. I'm all about the algorithm. Declan Rice. Declan Rice. Mason is 23 uh, with two years on his contract left. So this is actually the perfect time uh, to renew. You don't have to play around with the one-year bullshit where, oh, you know what, maybe I will just wait till January and see. Uh, and I think that's what Mason and Reese would want as well. You know, I don't, I don't, we don't see them angling for anything other than that. Um, so big, quick wins for the ownership group. The minute they get back from England, you sit them down, you get them both signed up, and and then the press conference is both of them together saying, like, we're here yes, to we're staying at up. Chelsea. The Holy Brothers. The yeah. Stepbrothers yeah. interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. Like, I mean, that's Showtime. That's Todd Bully Showtime Blues. Get it done. Yeah, I like it. All right. Romelu Lukaku, uh, our 100 pound striker. Non-controversial. Uh, obviously, steady. it's not going well. Sounds like he's put in a lot of work um, in the offseason off the field to move other than on the field. Uh, granted, he did pick up a knock and, you know, again, more international friendlies right after a long season. Super smart. So <laughs> interesting from the audience <laughs> out here. Long pause. Like We're only at 79% so. And we're at seven and a half percent loan with thirteen and a half percent keep. I I think that that's interesting. Um, there's fans that still, I guess, w- are happy to put up with it. There's still fans that maybe can say, "Look, I can deal with the bullshit if there's on-field results and we think that he's a real deal." But it just kind of seems like none of the boxes were checked this season, or, or maybe it's like an alignment, right? Like we didn't really like mesh together as two entities. Uh, we talked ourselves into it. Uh, obviously, it was easy for us to get hyped and excited. He had an amazing season at Inter Milan last year. Uh, had a good start, but then it very quickly just tailed off. And then that Sky Italia interview, uh, apparently having it recorded as early in the season it was and then didn't get post till later. And Fabrizio just 
talk about feeding the algorithm, Dan. I mean, he absolutely worked Twitter over with those kind of misleading quotes. But when the transcript came out, it still was not good. Dude, your 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 boy Fabrizio is is the master at it, my man. Like he, that dude just knows how to uh, capitalize on the moment and uh, feeds the Twitter beast. But it, it just has to be the the end. I, I think the continued situation of headlines, questions: Will he? Won't we? Why isn't he starting? Like it's not. We just put Tuchel through the worst like three to six months managing this club in terms of the questions that he had to answer about the uh, geopolitical situation to the sale of the club on top of dealing with player issues and problems. Let's make his life a little easier. Let's make Lukaku's life better throughout this as well and just find a path. I, I, I would say sell. But I think sell is super unlikely because no one is buying back Lukaku at the market rate. And we also need to figure out a creative accounting mechanism to basically say, well, we owe enter X amount every year, but we want a loan fee that makes it basically like we're only paying them a couple million for the privilege of uh, of last year. Um, for the next four years until his deal runs out and get his wages off the book so that we can be able to afford other players coming on Ollie. Like this is this to me is just like you 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 have to figure out a creative way to remove the problem and it's gonna be through some weird loan that just continues to reduce down his value to the point that he's permanently gone. Yeah, I mean I I think new director of football Thomas Tuchel would have a say in this. Um <laughs> No, I mean, I, I essentially, I think Todd, Todd's given him the keys here, and that is a very complicated, very serial mechanic by which we can get this accomplished. Right, we're not going to get, you know, a hundred million for him back, but we can get something. And you know, Inter, I believe, have a working budget of about sixty million net this summer, or fifty million net, which is why they're trying to get Skriniar and people off the books. However it happens, I just think it has to happen because as as we said right at the beginning, um, I was, you know, speaking in Stamford Bridge or whatever, right at the beginning of, of him coming back in, it just needed a compromise from Tuchel or from Lukaku in order to work, right? There's clearly there's clearly a player there, like clearly a world-class board on his day, but <laughs> there was no compromise on, on either side and it's just now unsustainable. Um, so however that works, you know, whether Rock Nation have to get involved or as, as the story said or whatever, I think it just, for the sake of, of us going forward, it just can't be allowed to fester really. New rule. If you don't want to be at Chelsea, get out. I don't, I don't have time for you. Like it is not remotely fair to the club it's not remotely fair to the fans it's not remotely fair to your fucking teammates um go away we're fine and we will replace you with someone who wants to be here and that's just the way it is like i i have zero time for a grown man saying he got tricked by his agent <laughs> it's it's the lamest excuse in the whole world just say you don't want to be here and go full heel and just it, you just own it. Um, Inter Milan, 1920, uh, 34 goals, six assists. 2021, 
30 goals, 11 assists. Chelsea, 21, 22, 13 goals, zero assists. It's not it, Chief. Sorry. Yeah, and we obviously learned that we could survive without him because he spent many matches on the bench. So, you know, the, the way that uh, Tuca once is attacked, I think to be a lot more, you know, pressing from higher up the pitch, uh, a little bit more fluid. And um, he, you know, we've saw some pressing late in the season where like, oh, he's showing up, he's turning up. But then like the very next match, it, it was gone again. So it's just not something that is is reliable. So um, pretty, pretty clear where the sentiments are. Again, an amazing player on his day. Clearly player system, whatever, just didn't mesh. And so we need to all agree to, to move on. So and unfortunately, there's financials to deal with. Uh, next up, Timo Werner. Um, very interesting uh, in the sense that, you know, most people definitely want him out. Um, Dan, I'll let you run through all the, the Timo stuff here. 69.4% because Nick loves a, uh, a percentage, uh, decimal. Damn right. I do. Yeah. Uh, said sell with 29.8% saying keep. And then again, a little lone chaos there to round out, uh, in the sub percent. <laughs> um, what are we doing? I, I don't know. Like, I would say that the benefit is there was a lower cost to purchase Timo Werner. Um, so you could potentially accept a smaller fee than you would for someone like Lukaku. Um, it clearly has not connected. Like, I think there has been a lot of good memories. Um, there's been a phenomenal song. One of the best player songs in recent memory. Um, but there has just not been a consistent ability to find the back of the net in the Premier League. And uh, that has to be a requirement for someone who is playing in a forward position. Uh, yes, he's been able to get assists. Um, I think there's been maddening elements to his game. Uh, very much the uh, you know, we got the multiversal version of Timo Werner uh, that forgot how to score when he came to Chelsea versus living in the multiverse where he came to Chelsea and became a 30 goal a season striker. Um, so sorry you all live in that multiverse with me. Uh, but in this multiverse, uh, we have to go <laughs> sell him, Nick, and, uh, and and find a pathway forward. Yeah, I think. In in the in the real scenario here, like I think it's either him or Christian, and in my scenario, it's him. Um, he's only twenty five. He still has a lot of football in front of him. Um, the problem is, I don't know if it's good football or not. And I think with a player like Christian, you can count on a first touch and lateral movement, and um, maybe not the work rate that Timo has uh, Timo is phenomenal in the, in this like absurd pressing thing that we did against Real Madrid and, and some of the Champions League matches last year, but um, 24 goal contributions last year, 12 and 12, uh, you know, I'm looking at 11 and six this year or something like that. I think there's more actually, I don't know if, if FB ref has me set up right here, but um yeah, I just I need a player with the first touch up top. Uh, the way that we play, it's a requirement, and he I think would benefit from not playing in the Premier League. Yeah, and I said keep uh, partially because I had to, but I also think <laughs> last season's Timo has a ton of promise. He was massive in the run up to the Champions League and winning the assists that he provided 
We found him in space much earlier. We're playing on the counterattack. Chelsea were the underdog in most of those big matches, and he created. This season, I saw him standing on the left wing with the ball. Timo should never be stood on the ball in possession. He has now negated all of his powers and strengths. So, again, in my mind, it doesn't cost us a lot to be here. He's 26, has three years left on his contract, whatever. Some massive wages, too. My, that is... Yeah, yeah it... it and so my thing is, you know, you, he's got a role. I mean, I go back, retool the midfield. You play him in early, off the shoulder, whatever. You know, there's a player in there. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of on the same thing. It's like you give you give the guys three years to to kind of sort it out, you know, and, and see. But I can understand definitely why a lot of people want to sell him. It just kind of comes back to like, all right, well, who do we bring in and in some different angles and things like that? Maybe you don't need to, right? Maybe you sell him to invest into the midfielder or defender. You know, there's a lot of that squad composition. In attack, we don't need one in, one out. I think that that's pretty, pretty well established. Uh, all right, uh, academy talents and on loan players. We actually just stuck with Armando Broja on this one. I know there's like Harvey Vale and some other, you know, conversations that, that could be had, but I think if we're being honest, Broja is the closest one. Uh, at this point, not too many people go from academy straight into to, to Chelsea's first team because it's a huge jump. Um, Brogia, uh 75% want to keep him. 19% want to loan him. And then you tell me however many people out of, after that want to, want to sell him. Um, three of us want to keep him. One of us viciously wants to sell him. Viciously, Dan. I'm also on the Dan train. If this is a reality, oh my gosh! Write what you mean. I did. Oh, look, he he, he 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 it's in the, it's in there. He put it in there. Look at what like, I said. Brandon Busby. Brandon Busby trying to break up Nick and Dan saving the world. Nick yeah. and Dan trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out a way to get yeah, to sprinkle right. some jasmine rice <laughs> into Chelsea's eleven next season. <laughs> uh, explain your reasoning behind uh, selling Broja to bring in look, rice. Broja, Broja, likely Armando. Uh, drawing some interest from uh, several Premier League clubs uh, in this season, uh, this offseason here, um, potentially gets you uh, some money in return. Potentially, maybe you say, hey, West Ham, uh, you're interested. We have a pretty stupid high valuation on our talented player as well. Um, let's find a way to make each other happy and uh, reduce the drama and get this thing done a little bit faster. Again, uh, four weeks uh, and less uh, and less in counting from this moment to start preseason in the U.S. And it'd be really nice if Declan Rice was included in that uh, preseason tour in the U.S. Um, but Ollie, I, I think there's a, a play here to be made. Uh, if not, I think then you could, could you know convince me that you, there's a keep option or a pitch a loan to maybe even another Premier League club. Maybe Crystal Palace would want to take them on loan. Again, uh, they, they like having players from us. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, there are many, many clubs looking at Armando right now. <laughs> his, uh, his agent's phone is blowing up right now. Um, West Ham have made a very aggressive play for him um, and have done for some time now. Um, Everton are also on that, on that train. I think West Ham is much better as an offer um, for, for him than, than Everton right now. But yeah, um, for me, again, it's just about development for Armando. Um, if he stays, he has to be the second choice option. He has to be rotating in and out with Kai. He has to start games for us. 
that's just like obligatory. You can't you can't bring him back as just like a bit part player. He is not Ross Barkley. He is not Saul Niguez. He is no. Yeah, he's he's a player who needs to play minutes right now. Um, He is accelerating at a rate of knots, you know, probably even more so than some academy coaches would even have expected of him. I think the senior call up to Albania was was like a a big boost for him and really propelled him into the men's game. Um, But yeah, he, he just has to keep accelerating upwards. We can't we cannot see him go backwards this season because. Otherwise, you're in the kind of Biddy Gilmore role where you just get chopped off at the legs and you have to start again and reset. Um, so if he comes back, he has to play serious minutes. And I mean, like, he has to start a lot of games for this football club. If not, then you bring in a versatile forward who probably isn't a nine, um, someone who can interchange with any of the front three um, mm. and, you know, doesn't block Tammy for next season. I have a question mark. Yeah, I, we included your tweet in the last episode. Don't worry, yeah, it got yeah, it got geez. some airtime. But look, you you say you went significant minutes. We all just said we're binning Lukaku, so it's him and Kai essentially, and him and Kai are very different players. So it, it definitely will give him room. It, you know, he'll probably start as coming on the last 10, 15 minutes if that goes well. You know, starts to get some more opportunities, especially against you know lower teams and things like that. But um, I, the 20, right, I said, yeah, I just said the way that's kind of set up where he would be the only one, I mean, he is thick, his lower body, you talk about breaking down a low block and having an aerial presence. He's there, you know, he's a bit of a, a, a bowling ball. I think that we don't have on the roster if Lukaku leaves. He, he showed some serious like speed at Southampton this year too, uh, that I was just because I've not seen him play that way at Chelsea. Like I was kind of taken aback by, um, but he got almost 2,400 minutes for Southampton last year. It's good. Uh, nine goals, one assist played in 38. So was a sub for 14. I mean, if you, if you can get him 2,300 minutes at Chelsea, that's a really good, like tw- I'm, I'm a 20 year old striker at, in the Premier League type of at a big club move. If if West Ham come in and say, yeah, we'll do the deal with Declan Rice. You you know, it's it's bro it plus however many million pounds it will take to get Declan Rice. You do that fucking deal all day. You do it all day. And like it doesn't really cost you. A, a guaranteed starter at Chelsea to to pull it off. They want the player. Like you just do it all day. It, these types of moves don't happen very often. Like in in the way that I've just constructed that deal. So that's what just like a totally made up fucking scenario. But like, if there is an agreement that we will sell Broya to you West Ham and you will in return sell us Declan Rice and money exchanges hands, that's how the deal would would work. And you just get Declan Rice and then you're really happy. So. Uh, you know, if if that does not happen, I want him to be at Chelsea. Like, I would take him. Yeah. I mean, Tammy even had a good run on his first season, you know, at Chelsea. And we know that as well. So it's not impossible. And like I said, I just think the way that, you know, the opportunity exists, huh. Lukaku goes, there, there's going to be a hole to fill. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if that Tammy Abraham is a player. It's almost as if. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would also, I'd also point out that Armando was almost overplayed by Southampton. Like they have this, they have this traditional like drop off in the second half of the season where they just 
are like, oh, we're safe. We'll hover around 15th, like 14th plays for like the rest of the season. And mysteriously, the calls for Hassan Hootel to a top six club just die away um, <laughs> yet again. Uh, but Armando was massively overplayed and he was like filling in for Che Adams a lot of the time. And here he wouldn't have to do that. We could use him, as you say, like just a off the bench bowling ball to run at these low blocks. And and if it's not him, then we really need to think about the profile of player we bring in to replace Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. And by the way, he's he's only twenty with four years left on his contract. So uh, you know, a lot of stability as far as what Chelsea want to do with him, which is great. Um, all right, well. We finally made it to the end. So we've got some squad compositions here. We've got full teams, uh, at least we're supposed to. So let's see how this goes. Uh, Nick, how about you kick it off for us? Uh, we're doing the full, not just the Yeah, attack, just right? give us a rundown of okay. where you're at. All right, so keepers, Edouard Mendy and Bettinelli sort the backup from the academy. I, just, I don't want to see Baxter there if he's not going to play. Because uh, I care about him, Dan. Uh, I care about the player, unlike you. Um, defenders, Thiago Silva, Trev Chalaba, Levi Colwell, uh, Chili B, Reese, uh, Dujan Sterling, Ian Motson, And uh, this is where the purchases come in by two center backs. Um, probably one young, one experienced uh, in that mold. Uh, midfield, Mateo Kovacic, N'Golo Kante, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Billy Gilmore, uh, Connor Gallagher, and Vi Operation Jasmine. Uh, and then in the attack, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Christian Pulisic, Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Armando Broya, if the Riceling doesn't happen in that way that I drew it up, and bye-bye. Um, I would have two more options up there because I'm getting rid of three. All right. Um, interesting. I think we can we can see how that all shakes out. But Dan, on the other hand... I mean, it's, it's not materially different uh only in the fact that uh when i go to keepers uh it's mendy baxter as number two with bettinelli continuing to be the third choice keeper that people go who and when you go over to defenders it's chalaba silva Cowell, ampadu chilwell james sterling and yes emerson will find uh some uh, rotational minutes in this side with two new defenders coming in the midfield yes that's right we're keeping Jorginho. we're keeping him we're keeping conte we're getting Kova in. He's going to be fit. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is there. Connor Gallagher is there. And an open spot uh, for one Basmati to come in. And then in the attack, it's Callum, it's Pulisic, it's Havertz, it's Mount, and two open spots to fill. So, uh, yeah, kind of two defenders, two attackers, one midfielder. Uh, that's how I balance my, my incomings to have my 25 individuals uh, person side for the, uh, the next You season. have an extremely young back line. I mean, the average age, though, really gets jumped up by Silva being in there. <laughs> that's so, not what's that's, that's really all that matters. I was just really surprised to see that. You have a shit ton of defenders, uh, a few, you know, and then I think six of each in attack and midfield. But, yeah, just seeing Chalaba, Colwell, Ampadu, um, Dujan Sterling. Yeah, I just I think that that's interesting. I think the veteran Emerson coming in again. Yeah. You know, you're just really, really trying to mischaracterize my defense. No, it just see, it just seems a bit of a gamble. Like you always want your defense rock solid, but if you bring in two vets center backs, then I think you have some some interesting. So all right, whatever. I'll throw myself out there. Obviously, Mendy Bettinelli open. Bring in someone uh, to be to be the backup to to Mendy. 
defenders, you got Tero Silva, Shalaba, Chilwell, Reese, Dujan Sterling, Ian Matson, and then two open. And I want two veteran center backs, essentially. I uh, love the Koulibaly shout. Um, uh, midfield, you got Kovacic, Kante, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Connor Gallagher, and then two openings. I really want to blast open the midfield and, and focus on building that back. And then an attack, like I said, I pretty much kept all of our attackers because I felt like the defense in the midfield were much more important. I feel like we have a lot of potential in attack. Um, and I agree that we haven't had the final product, but you've got Callum Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, Ziyech, Kai, Mason, Timo, Broya, and I'm honest to God leaving my last spot empty because I would rather sell Lukaku and play with 24 out of 25 spots than keep 25. And, and no, I'm not bitter. I don't know why you ask. So um, any any questions or or maybe points of, of order, Dan, that you'd like to call out? I mean, it was supposed to have 25 individuals in here. And so, <laughs> uh, again, uh, thank you for failing on the uh, assignment. So your squad uh, gets bottomed out and people can't vote for you in the poll of uh, the squad that they would move forward with in the next season. Empty is so, there. Uh, um, empty is is there. I'm sacrificing the slot. Ollie, last okay, well, but I'm sure I'm sure the Premier League would have some questions about you not fielding the appropriate size. We saw Harvey that this Vail. past season. There, I, I solved I solved it for you. Harvey Vale. Mo- multiple people last season didn't field entire 18-man rosters at times. Uh, uh ma- match day is different than what you need to register. So like we you need to register the 25 if you actually end up using them. That's a different question. I'm happy to have that conversation with the Premier League. Uh Ollie, over to you, sir. Yeah, um, I've I've got uh, Edu. I have uh, Mister Who himself, Mark Mark Spettinelli, and uh, I have Nathan Baxter. Even though I do have a lot of love for Nathan Baxter, I think that he is good enough to step up to be a very good understudy to Edu. If not, then we will have to buy someone to replace Kepa. Um, I have Thiago, Trevor, Levi Colwell. Ethan Ampadu for the utility, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, Dijon Sterling for the utility, and then either Ian Martson stays or goes on loan and we have to buy in a left wing back and two centre backs. So I'm using three uh, of my frees in this, my free spaces in this defence. In midfield, I have Cover, Kante and Connor Gallagher, and I am buying in someone from the east side of London, uh, <laughs> and in in the attack, I'm keeping Callum Hudson Odoi. I'm keeping uh, Pulisic. I am keeping Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Armando Breuer, unless uh, he wants to leave or a suitable offer comes in that changes. And then I'm buying one more in. Uh, I'm also promoting someone from the youth who is not on this list. All right. Well, Tino Andrew. <laughs> He's not a part of the youth anymore. Come on. He's a loony. <laughs> all right. Well, look, we've got rosters. Uh, what an exercise. We think that you should all uh, do the same, right? Uh, create your roster, fill in the slots, uh, see what, uh, see how your stacks up uh, to the rest of us. But uh, it's that time of the season, right? It is keep, sell, loan. Uh, the, the money's in the bank account. Tugel just needs to go spend it now. Uh, take a note from Emma Hayes. She knows how to spend it pretty damn well if we look at what uh, <laughs> uh, she's up to. So uh, it's going to be good. We're optimistic. We're always optimistic at this time, right? This chance to really shape the squad. And it looks like Tugel's been backed, and rightly so. So anyways, again, thank you, Ollie, for joining us on this marathon recording session this morning. We appreciate you. Always, man. Always a pleasure. 
Good. We love it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Remember, part three is done. If you haven't somehow listened to part one and two, go back and do that. Goalkeepers, defenders, wingbacks, and midfielders all covered there. So anyways, it's going to wrap us up. Hope you enjoyed this round of Keep Sell Loan. More content coming at you this summer. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.